Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our 2018 season primer for the Western Bulldogs. Uh, my name is Heath, and looking at uh, how the best the Western Bulldogs went in 2017, and also what's in store for them for 2018. Fair to say, the Premiership defence didn't go the way they planned. Well, no, they started off alright, and then obviously the holes in their game were definitely exploited, and that being off-field conduct. <laughs> well, like you said before, the, the best part about a premiership hangover is you've had a premiership. You've got to have a premiership first. Uh, I, I don't become hungover unless you don't come down. I'm not <laughs> sure Libba's come down yet. I, I think he's he might be going for another premiership in Vietnam. He, he, I didn't see if he was going to defend the title there, um, unfortunately, for the Vietnam Stingrays. I don't know what they are. Yeah, I, I can't remember now. It's a long time ago. I have noticed he uh, he's less often posting on Instagram now. Is he? Uh, because, yeah, I've only said a few things because I don't follow Instagram much because... I don't care about it. Um, but, the, you know, the whole, my name's Jip, I like football. That that one was that one was weird. Yeah, well, I think it was clear he, he enjoyed the premiership, um, made the most of it. But I, I don't know, I kind of got the feeling that early on the dogs weren't going to make the finals. And they seemed to be, yeah, so, you know, we're not that disappointed. We're, we wish we did, but, yeah. you know, hey, remember last year? Well, I did hear in the off-season um, from Bulldog supporters that the problem was with the young kids and their drug of choice was ketamine uh, <laughs> because it doesn't come up on um, on the, the testing. Asada testing. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, it, also it's about um, supporter expectations. Yep. Like, uh, if you haven't won a premiership since the 50s and you get one, you're not setting the standard at back-to-back. <laughs> uh, there are probably a few Bulldog supporters that are just waking up now. And go yeah. So here we go this year. Didn't? No, oh, well, all right. <laughs> anyway, like, it's one of those ones where, you know, it's been so long since that uh, you're sated now. Like, yeah. It might take a little while to actually recover and go for the next one. Uh, yeah, you enough squad that, I mean, it could be 10 years and still with the same people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you've got a 10-year drought, you don't try and end your drought with a three-way, do you? Well, no. You go for, like, the ugly bitch that's been trying <laughs> you know, since high school. Exactly. Like, you get your decent one off first, and then you work on building a, a repertoire. Yeah, but uh, I think the Bulldogs are—they've—they've they've spent their their money now and just recovering. Um, they finished tenth with eleven wins, eleven losses. So uh, th- just about the definition of middle of the road uh, there. And uh, I mean, Bont did pull out his second uh, best and fairest for him. Yeah. Um, now, if you know anything about the best and fairest at the Bulldogs, uh, Scotty West, I think, has the record. I think he has the AFL record at seven or eight or something like that. Right. Well, he had two by the time he was twenty-three. So Bont's two years ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. It's not a bad effort. And forget how young Bont and Pelly is. 21. Yeah, ridiculous. 21. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, He's got no business being as good as he is. And he's, like, I know it's dumb to say, but he's got room for improvement. Like, he is lazy at times. (laughs) He does only what he needs to do and then turns it on at the right moment. Um, Reminds me very much of Jared Ruffhead around the same age. Although, obviously, Bont is much more skilled. More diverse, yeah. And Um, that was the thing with with the dogs is that they had so many contributors that you could afford to be lazy at some point during the season and there was always someone going to pick up the slack. Uh, but when Not you're lazy at the same time, yeah, yeah. it doesn't work. Um, and I mean, they had injuries and they were coming back and now we hear about off-field issues and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, they kind of sorted out um, uh, a little bit. Um, but what, what were their highlights for, for the year? Uh, getting rid of Travis Cloak. I don't know they really got rid of him. Yeah. Um, he kind of did pull the pin and, you know, had his mental issues and all that throughout the year. But, I mean, they weren't paying much for him in the end of the Were day. Were they even paying? Was Collingwood paying them for him? No, no. He, he canned his uh, contract at Collingwood to, yeah, in order just so to, they could afford it. 
in order to sign over. Yep. Um, so he w- wasn't on big money. I th- what did he play? Three games, four games, something like that. Something yeah. like that. I mean, maybe he contributed in the resis. I'm not sure. He wasn't good in the resis either. Yeah, no. I mean, and that's been one of the Bulldogs' strengths is their reserve teams have been great, so yeah. it gives them depth. Um, so yeah, if you're not going good in their resis, then shit, you're out of luck for playing A's. Yeah. I feel like their their best win of the season, I thought, was heartbreaking against Richmond in round seven. Yeah, I'd say so. They, um, they were about five goals down. Yeah, well, they were. Stage. They were just just bit over six, just like six true goals down yep. uh, in the second, mm-hmm. um, and it took a consistent effort for them to get over the line. Which I mean, against who would turn out to be the premiers yep. was sort of a feather in their cap, and that put them at five and two after seven <laughs> rounds. You're still, Looking, en- still enjoying saying who would turn out to be premiers. Well, you- yes, yes, and fair enough. enough. We're, we're not even halfway through our <laughs> our. Uh, Season primus. Season primus now, so you're going to hear a lot more of it. Well, we're going to have to leave Richmond to last, just so you don't blow your load first. Well, I mean, yeah, that better, is tradition, you though. Better, the, yeah. better bring a raincoat that episode. <laughs> um, I thought their best win might have been round two or three against Sydney. Yeah, I um, did consider that. Although, I mean, there was the controversial rush behind, which I thought was fine, yep. but it, it was a still a line ball decision, almost literally the ball was on the line. Yeah. Um, they sort of found a way to win in that game rather than blow them away. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's a grand final rematch and, and all that kind of stuff. So that, that is an emotional win. But even in those early wins, like you said, five and two early on, they, they looked shaky. There was always questions and there was many off-field pressure coming onto them. Like there were lots of rumors floating around. Um, and obviously they, were, they came up for the flag last year under not much scrutiny. And so I feel like they could get away with a lot of shit that was yeah. going on in that club. Yep. And mm. it was only sort of that off-season that showed what sort of maybe, not crisis, but there was something wrong with the culture on there. And it's just mainly having young kids, I think. Well, yeah. I think too, they, they got away with a fair bit on the field too. Um, in the Good Friday game, I'm pretty sure from memory, the free kicks were about 843 to zero. Yep. Um, that's that's just what I recall. You're the uh, only person know. that remembers the Good Friday game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it was, it was nice. It was a nice day for the game. I can't remember a kick. I was there. Yeah. No, no. I'm a... A cereal barbecue on Good Friday, because yeah. uh, just because, yeah, why not? It's the opposite. <laughs> um, see, I, I thought their high was the win against Sydney because their low was the second game against Sydney, um, up in Sydney, where you know obviously you beat them at the start of the year. Yeah, they didn't fire a shot, and they didn't look like firing a shot. Yeah, um, it was just such a insipid effort. I felt um, they had a few of them this, se- uh, this season. Yeah, they did. Ones like you go, all right, here they come, here they, and it just never happens. Yep. And I feel like there were lots of ones where they just got not only outplayed but outclassed and just didn't show uh, any sort of um, comeback, any sort oh, of yeah. mental fortitude to really dig in their heels and be like, have a bit of pride about what they were doing. Yeah. Well, the the lead on to that too was against the Swans stopping. They came out the next week and got pumped by Melbourne uh, yeah. by about nine goals, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I had my worst loss for them. I thought was actually against GWS in University of the Wales. Um, GWS, uh, there was only there's only two points difference, but um, Bulldogs they kicked. I mean, they got out to a, to a lead. Um, they kicked four goals, eight in the second, then one goal, five in the third, only to lose by two points. And yeah. Dunkley had four points even, That's no right. goals, no goals for yeah. Yeah, if you remember his old man when he kicked, he was one of the worst <laughs> kicks in the NFL. Yeah. And I remember the, watching that game going, yeah, okay, no but, paternity test needed. Yeah. But for his era, he was one of the best backmen. Yeah, of course yeah. he was. Yeah. He, he knew what his limitations were. He never tried to kick. <laughs> he was a shocking kick. He yeah. was a terrible yeah. kick. And in that game, they kicked nine goals, 19. Yeah. In University of the Wales against GWS, who kicked 11 goals, nine. So if you look at their 
the um, second quarter, we kicked four goals eight. You change that around to eight goals four yeah, by some straight yeah. kicking. All it takes yeah. is four, four from Dunkley. It's a percentage booster. Yeah. yeah. And that was round six where they uh, thrash Richmond the next next game. That puts them, you know, really looking good. A uh, bit yeah. of pressure off them from the media and off-field. You know what I mean? Results on-field always quell the pressure off-field. Yeah. Don't Nothing know what you're doing. Matters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like they really flew under the radar anyway. Yeah. As a premiership defender, like there wasn't that much scrutiny. And, you know, everyone's saying the last team to miss out was the Hawks in 2008, also a young side. Yeah. Now they missed out on uh, the finals the following year after a premiership. But you did feel like they got a pass because of that. Like we said, premiership hangover, yep. you need a premiership first. So They're still selling merchandise. I, I guarantee it. Yeah, they're still yeah. stealing. Yeah, they're stealing. Or, uh, I might have misheard. <laughs> eBay sales are up. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at uh, their list changes in the off season. So they've got a few ins. Um, Jackson Trengrove from Port Adelaide. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, fell out of favour a little bit this year, but he's a handy player. I, yeah. I think he's a good pickup. Yeah, I think he just didn't really have a lot of room to excel in Port Adelaide. They're a very skilled team, especially in some of the positions that he'd play. And they're also generally a running team, and he's kind of a big man that can play forward yeah. and take uh, big marks. Um, so I feel like he's going to be more valued in that Brisbane and the um, Bulldogs team. Uh, so I think that's a decent pickup, especially considering they they lost Stringer. Um, you got Cloak going out. Um, they could use some some tall people just to bring the ball to ground. Have their young young small forwards. He's a utility, and they've always they've lacked a tall backman for God ten years. Yeah. It feels like ten years. Um, mm. You know, they've relied on Eastern Wood down back to take a running leap at everything. Red path to run back there. Which yeah, he, he doesn't like running back there. No, well, I mean, he spent half the season recovering from a knee op. So. Mm. I feel like that, that allowed Marcus Adams to really show what he was capable of in that back line. Love Marcus Adams. Oh, Good play. Absolutely. And I think that some t- at some point during the season, I can't remember which game it was, but he's actually moved forward and showed how he could take a contested mark and present himself well, up forward. Well, he fucking shoot. He's built like a brick shit house. Yeah. And that's what I think Jackson Trengrove adds to them as well, is he's a utility for them. I mean, he's mm. going to be that yeah. tall backman, but he can pinch hit in the ruck, you know. Well, you saw him take marks in the forward line for Port Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, it's not his usual position, but it, it shows that even in their forward line, whether he had Dixon, you've got Westhoff. Um, um, he was the third man that could go down there and be untagged yeah. and pr- prove a difference. I, I felt to T- Trengrove, um, he communicated well with his crummers. So a lot of the times you see players, they'll bring it forward, whereas it seemed like uh, whenever he didn't take the mark, he was able to either tap it back or tap it forward, depending on where his rover was. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to give him that credit. Maybe he intended on it, or maybe he was just rovered really well. I don't know. Let's say he was. Well, um, either way, he's, his Rovers certainly won't be uh, lacking class at the Bulldogs. No, they've got a lot of uh, the small brigade. Yeah. He's better than Joe, yeah. Jay Schultz, who they've referred to drop the mark <laughs> and just tap it down to their forward line. Uh, they've also picked up Hayden Crozier um, from uh, Frio. Oh, yeah. um, handy player, but uh, is he going to change it for I him? I think you're hoping to get something for nothing out of that trade. Exactly, yeah. If you get yeah. a couple of good games out of him, yeah. you'd be all right. And, of course, uh, Josh Shackey, um, who... Who would have thought he was trying to leave Brisbane? <laughs> yeah, Jesus, no Christ. idea. Um, so eventually he's come home to to Melbourne. Um, hopefully he can settle himself down and turn into a decent player because we haven't seen anything from him yet because we haven't had a no. chance. Yeah, and I feel like he's a player that you have to turn into a multi position player, not just a forward or a backman. Yeah. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what the strategy is with him because I think he adds adds a lot of. Um, Potential, just, just potential to their their sort of not young squad, but their almost weary squad at the moment. Maybe he's a reinvigorator. He's coming in like looking to make the most of an opportunity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, be interesting to see how they actually approach where they put him on the field. And 
interesting if he plays VFL for most of this year, as he because he he hasn't had an AFL career really. Yeah. Yet. Yep. Um, and he's still young, obviously, but you know, I, I just hope that the way the Bulldogs set up, they're not going to hope they don't need forty goals from him this year. Yeah, if yeah. they get forty from him, they're ecstatic. Yeah, you know, they're not going to rely on him too much. Just I think you just want consistent effort, and then you see where your skills are and how you finish that game plan. Yeah. Um, on the outs, uh, the big one obviously was Stringer. That was spoken about a lot. Um, did not get many favours um, in the press when it came nope. to, uh, to... Fucking a 14-year-old girl? Uh, yeah, well, you had, had your old man's permission too, apparently. Yep, but, yep. I um, feel like that's fair. Uh, I mean, no, fair that he got flack, not the fair that the oh. old man said yes. <laughs> well, he's, he's just happy Don Burke's come along and <laughs> done his thing. Takes pressure off. Um, I mean, on that note, as if it wasn't obvious Don Burke was a dodgy motherfucker... Hangs around people's gardens. Uh, <laughs> he's got a beard. He's always in the bushes. Yep. And, oh, yeah, I'm just planting the bushes. <laughs> he was trying to plant his seed. Yeah. So, yeah, not surprised that one at all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Jackie Stringer, the weirdest way for Bulldogs and Stringer to run an off-season negotiation in that you're never coming back, all yeah. right, but we need something for you. Like, mate, we you've already you. said <laughs> yeah. he's not coming back. You haven't got any yeah. collateral here at all. That's like trying to sell something that you've put out for hard rubbish collection. Exactly. Yeah. It's... And they already gave up the top pick. F- uh, they were supposed to get the top, Essendon's top pick for him, weren't they? But then they yeah. sort of stole on that one. <laughs> they gave it away to someone else. Essendon went, fuck you, we're going to GWS. Yeah. We, we want, uh, was it Smith first or uh, Devin Smith? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And they went, all right, we'll take your second best then. That's some good negotiating, guys. Good job. It's not like we're desperate, yeah. but fucking, can you please sign something? We'll take your top pick. Yeah, you'll take the second. We'll take your lawyer. All bill. right, we'll take your second. We'll take your lawyer bill and your tax stringer. Uh, like we said, Travis Cloak, um, but he, he wasn't really featuring heavy in their best 22 anyway. No. Um, had one good game against the Magpies, kicked a nice long goal, but yep. um, his on-field issues were still the same as they were at Collingwood, which surprises no one, really. Yep. Um, Matty Boyd and Bob Murphy um, pulled pulled up stumps. Uh, can't ask for much more from them. Yeah, so, so much you can flog a club champion. Yeah. Um, Bob Murphy was the, the funny one that sort of really hit his stride once he got to 250 games. Yep. <laughs> Which is just weird. But... Yep, and they cleared out some of the other people who were competing for that sort of captaincy and they sort of, you know, fell to the wayside, yeah. uh, pissed off their club and Bob was a champion that yeah. sort of stuck by him. Like I said, doesn't have a premiership medal but certainly was part of a premiership side. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, for sure. It helped, uh, helped galvanise that team um, even though he, he didn't play. Yeah. Well, he's one of the we players don't... I think could definitely have a future in coaching. Media. Definitely yeah. media. You reckon? Yeah. He's, he's always good. Um, he writes a lot of articles. Um Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. But I think his work on AFL 360 it was interesting right. as well. Um, he's not uh, the you know the, the standard lines and all that kind of stuff. And I think he's yep. been doing that for a couple of years now too, hasn't he? Oh look, if uh, if Basil Zemplis has to step back to Jesus make room, I, I like, guess that'll be okay. Is he doing the morning show or something awesome that I don't ever watch? Oh, there's been rumours about that. I hope so. That, yeah, he was getting a, a new gig. Good sticking a time slot that I've no replacing Yeah, oh, that'd be nice. I, th- uh, I think that is legit. The the story is replacing Koshi. That is the rumour. Yeah, hundred percent it is. Yeah, because yeah. um, Koshi wants to focus his attention as on. As long as Koshi doesn't they don't reverse and Koshi starts commentating footy because that. Yeah. Oh fuck God me. no. Um, and uh, the last out of note is Stuart Cramery, um, who never really got a shot this year. Um, but uh, he got a, a lifeline in no. the uh, rookie draft. Rookie draft? Yeah, rookie. With, uh, with Geelong, um, which is a, a weird pickup as I well. I think he played two games this year. Set last year Sat out. out with the um, supplement scandal. So I, I don't understand how Geelong have thought that they need him. Are they going for a B-grade premiership? Maybe. Could be too. Yeah. yeah VFL flag. Um, unlucky because you know he, he was going all right until he had to sit out... Uh, the, the 12 months. I say yeah. unlucky, it was his decision to take the supplement. So anyway, yeah. that's the way it goes sometimes. All right, let's yeah. have a look at their 2018 draw. Um, so we always look at their double ups. And this year, they are West Coast, Port, Melbourne, North, and Carlton. you got to say, the team finishing 11th, it's that's not fair. bad. That's fair. Mm. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I like seeing the double ups around teams that are fighting for the same positions. Yeah. Mm. So I think Melbourne is their... Um, Litmus test. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of them, the Saints, and uh, the Bulldogs are, are all in mm. that middle yeah. middle pack and sort of fighting out. You know, it might come down to percentages by the end of the year. Well, yep. those three teams are teams that if they get a run on, they can finish, you know, seventh, eighth. But if they, you know, can't string a, a nice group of wins together, they're going to be in that 12th, 13th, 14th yeah, sort of zone. There are a couple of unlucky losses either way. Yeah. All of them. You know, it could be the, the one point loss here, the one point win there makes all the difference. Yep. Um, so the good thing is, you know, with a double up against teams like Melbourne, they their destiny's in their own hands. Um, and you'd expect them to account for North and Carlton. So then it comes down to Port and West Coast. Mm. Yeah. Uh, West Coast is going to be better this year with Nick Nat back. But... So Port. But I feel like this makes the end of the season exciting where teams are fighting head to head for positions that's going to be finals relevant. Yeah. Um, and the Bulldogs have got, I think, the last month is fairly easy this year as well. Right. Well, predicted. Yeah, predicted. You, yeah. Just, you don't know how it all turns out. Yep. So who's going to have a big year for the Bulldogs? Who, who needs a big year and who's, who are you going to rely on? Like, Libertoria needs one. <laughs> yeah, he needs to do something. Yeah. Because quality player uh, and his ability to pressure the ball carrier 
was a hallmark of their premiership year. And run the other way. Yeah, yeah, run both ways. Um, just He was voracious. He was ravenous to try and put that tackle on, uh, which was what won Richmond the premiership, just that uh, intense pressure on the ball carrier. But I didn't... He had some good games where he was doing that, but he wasn't running the other way. He was kind of... I don't want to say lazy, because he's not lazy. He, he works hard, but he wasn't working smart. He got dropped, I think, at least once this year as well. Yeah, um, and that was more to off-field issues where they were trying to fix culture as opposed to you know what was going on on-field. It certainly sounds like it anyway. Yeah. I feel like that with Cromery going, um, you got Cloak out, you got Stringer gone. I feel like this is the point where um, Josh, uh, Josh Dunkley has to prove his worth to that team. Um, especially if they're going to play him in the front half. Yeah, he only played seven games this year. And he kicked five goals seven for the season. I feel like he needs to be a thirty-plus goal scorer, and with these people, with these outs, this is his chance to make that forward line his own. Well, the goals is going to be interesting for them because Stringer was a weapon from you know fifty-five, sixty. You had yeah. to worry about, especially under pressure. He was good. Yeah, um, they need Tom Boyd back. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you've and got. They need him in grand final form. Yeah, which is rare. I mean, that was an amazing cameo. Yeah. Um, they need Jack uh, Jack Redpath. Um, to he's, to play all the games of the season. This time he's going to start, you know, preseason now. Yeah. Um, and then you got Josh Shackey. I mean, there's three potential big targets. Yeah. Yep. So Dunkley can, you know, take the fourth defender type of stuff or sneak under the radar and yep. kick his one to two goals a game. Yeah. I feel one like, to two, seven. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, feel I didn't like, mean one goal two, but yeah, yeah. I feel like one person that I think is sort of snuck under the radar in that sort of star-studded small sort of playing uh, strategy that the Bulldogs do is um, Bailey Williams, who it's, it's going to be his third year yep. in uh, 2018. He's averaging uh, 16 disposals per game. He hasn't kicked a goal yet. He's kicked yeah. seven points or something. But I feel like he's one that's really slid on the radar. I wouldn't be surprised if he pops his head up this year as a real contender for the future of the Bulldogs. I think he had a good game against Richmond. I, I yeah. seem to remember that one. Him and Clay uh, Smith, I think, had a great game against Richmond. Fletcher Roberts. I can't remember that yeah. one. Yeah. I think. Um, Fletcher Roberts just reminds me of two hands. I'm pretty sure that was the the name of whenever he's going to get shot out of the bush and he's like you know um, I'm good for a ring my you know Fletcher Roberts in, okay in Botany Road Botany Street that. I don't remember that uh, off the top of my head I was pretty sure that's Fletcher Roberts P. Sherman 26 Wallaby Way and he's like Botany Road Botany <laughs> Street nah, nothing anyway um, alright so who's in trouble then who's uh, who's on the outer uh, in, in the Bulldogs well I mean I think there's just it's hard for the Bulldogs because the people who are on the who have caused a lot of the problems with this season are uh, integral players and it's just yeah. been off-field and so it's hard to put them on the outer because you need them to get good well, or get their shit put, together. It's hard to put premiership players on the outer. However, they've cut Stringer. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was obviously their choice we want to move him on. So they've, they've set an example. He did kind of help himself. They He didn't give him much of a choice. Yeah. But they still pulled that trigger. Yeah. And I feel like that's like one where I think Stringer pulled the trigger himself. You can't just have someone doing that and be like, oh, that's all right, man, we're winning. I think that's a deal break even when you're winning. And I mean, they won't win him, but... By all accounts, there are a lot of guys in the club who had certainly not taken Stringer aside before it all came out. Like, yeah. I think JJ was one that they, they quoted. He's like, he's not happy with this, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone in the club was like, what the fuck are you doing? You like, can't... Mate, you're, you're screwing yourself up. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pregnant pretty... wife as well at the same time. That's um, just a cunt move. I thought they would have at least get him to 100 games, though. I'll try and get the father-son because yeah. he's certainly putting out there a bit. There's a chance there'll be a few in. He's slinging that dick around. Half a fucking Bendigo in 18 years is going to be playing. Under. <laughs> Do I steal your punchline there? That's where you're going? <laughs> um, sorry. Um, I, th- I put Come. down Tommy Campbell as well because I feel like he's a, a decent player without being great. 
but yeah. um, they haven't relied on a, a big ruckman for for years. Yep. Now they've got you know Jordan Ruffhead is doing good. Um, Tom Boyd, they need more out of. Yeah. So, young uh, young Tim English. He's 205. Really? Yeah. Don't yeah. know anything about him. No. Um, Rook, uh, younger, I think he's a second year, but um, managed to play quite a few games, I think. Um, what was it? He had a, a few bit, but he's one of those players that he's emerging now. He's Bulldogs players. He's going to get a go. Yeah. yeah. But with uh, Jackson Trengrove in as well, there's a lot of pinch hit Ruckman or, yeah. you know, 50% Ruckman. And Tommy Campbell, what else does he do? He's sort of a 100% Ruckman. And, I don't know if there's a there's a place for him. I think they'd rather play, you know, Boyd and Trengrove than a, a Tom Campbell to find his out. Which is no knock against Tom Campbell because I think he's decent, but he, he's just not. It's better not better than decent. It's not the era for a big slow ruckman unless yeah. you're seven feet tall. Yeah, uh, it's just not for you. Yeah, so I don't know where that leaves him. Um, the other one I put in was Ling Jong. Um, yeah, who uh, had one foot out the door until they won a flag and went. Actually, I'll stay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, and he still hasn't quite cemented himself in there. Like, this is his chance to do it. But, yeah. You know, there's a couple of players who have gone out now, so there's a few more spots, and he's another year older. Yeah. Uh, maybe he can. Because I thought, you know, him and JJ used to be side-by-side. But last, oh, he had a big injury as well. He did, yeah. Which doesn't help, especially when, you know, you've had all these... All the finals, yeah. ...tours through, uh, through the... Because uh, he was Collier. best on ground in the Brezzi's grand final. In 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. Then uh, didn't get a gig, obviously, for the... For the main team's flag, and yeah. came out this season after touring Collingwood club rooms, and he, he didn't knock it out of the park. He didn't yeah. cement himself. I think he might have signed the paper, but he signed a left-hander, so it didn't count. <laughs> that old tree, yeah. that old chestnut. It's um, not my signature. So where do we see that they finished eleventh? Uh, sorry, tenth last year with eleven wins. So where do we see them finishing this year? We've all got them uh, outside the finals. Uh, I've got them at tenth as as well. I I think they'll have a decent year and get some nice wins, but I I don't see them getting the run on they need to make a finals run. I think they'll be battling Melbourne for that ninth spot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, actually, I can't see where yeah. I picked Melbourne this season. But uh, You put uh, the dogs down as ninth. I've got yeah. them as 10 as well, which means they're treading water. Yeah. Um, they're probably, they've got more skill, but it's just, uh, have they got the momentum now? Yeah. Um, and, you know, they got a, f- a fair old run. Uh, everything went right for them in 2016. And I feel like 2017 was the balance of, luck like yeah you know, it's, it's the yin to the yang yeah like, i just don't feel they have the desperation well they didn't um yeah. you know they're desperate for a few things just not winning footy yep <laughs> it's just the way it goes sometimes. Like, you know when you dine out when you get those wins fair enough yeah but uh 12 months is probably taking the piss yeah fuck it <laughs> you know you win a flag you you celebrate your way hey they're not the first team to do it either all right, that'll probably do us for the dogs. Um, so hopefully they do better than what we predict. But uh, yeah, we're looking at them treading water pretty yep. much for next year. Yeah, but you know, in- enjoy your footy. It, they'll they'll play some nice looking games, I guess. They will. Mm. Yeah. All right, good luck. Peace.